Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, what kind of thing are we doing here today? You said a podcast back in my day. We called it Talk Radio. Oh my God. (laughs) I was not mentally... Um, ready for the Mr. Brooks impression. It's early here um, when we're recording and I don't know if my brain fully just processed what happened. (laughs) I have to preface it by I think that 90% of this podcast will be uh, Mr. Brooks impressions today and if we're not doing a Mr. Brooks impression then I think that we're going to be doing a Graham's impression so I think like it's it's going to be a impression filled podcast. Fully so if you hate impressions I'm sorry but you can't have a character like Mr. Brooks on the screen and not impersonate yeah. him. It's called a picture, Dawson, not called a film. Like, what? I, like, did he? Did he get on him about saying like, it's not a movie, it's a film? And then he goes and from now film to it's picture. not a film, it's a picture. This guy is never fucking happy. Is what we've established. He's a grumpy guy, forever crotchety, Mister Brooks. It's not. A, it's not a movie, Dawson. It's a film. No, it's not a film. It's a picture. Like, how am I supposed to follow along with this? You're not, like, that's and the where thing. does it? He's just being where it to does be it, an asshole. How does it trickle down to? Like, mm. what's what's next? It's not a picture. It's like it's things a, you watch with your eyes. <laughs> 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 it's like uh, filmed uh, plays. Like, wh- how how far down the rabbit hole can we yeah. go here? He's never going to be happy. I think is like the summation of who Mr. Brooks is as a human. 
But I, you know what? Like, I'm starting to like no. him, I guess. Oh, I still hate him. He's, I'm still he's holding strong. Dawson in the future. Yeah, but I still find <gasps> him. Oh, my God. What? Stop right now. What? Um, I le- I need to let you know. Um, Okay. What happens if Dawson Leary mm-hmm. is a time traveler? Oh, because you know he's a genius. You know what, he's, he's a, genius. a genius. Is that so? Dawson canon? Leary invented a time machine, went into what? the future, went to the future, went to Hollywood, got rejected, blah blah blah. Then came back to Cape Side, as he described in this episode, and became Mr. Brooks, and then waited for a young himself a young Dawson Leary to guide him and now he's trying to give him different advice right so that him himself <gasps> in the future won't make the same didn't mistakes. he talk about like his brother wanting him to go in yeah. on a business and Dawson has, has a brother on the way yeah Dawson self Dawson this is me telling you don't ever lend money to your younger brother yeah Wait, Dan Dan Leary but then why is he so mean to his former self? Because he needs to, like, slap the silly out of him. Oh. You know, it's, it's like bad self-talk. Yeah, I see. Okay, I like this yeah. theory. I'm on board. It's canon. It's canon. It's, it's canon. Because Sarah canon. says it is, it's canon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we figured it out. We figured it out. This is Mr. Brooks' Dawson Leary in the future, yeah. going back yeah. to the future, back to the future, Right? No, back to the fat past. I don't back know. To I didn't past, watch that movie. I, think. I didn't watch that movie. But I will tell you that this is exactly what happened. He's trying to save himself yeah. from making the same mistakes. Don't lend any money to baby Danny Leary. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Um okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, okay, moving forward. I'm on board. Um and unfortunately you? for you, Sarah. So we're oh. talking season four, episode nine. Um, unfortunately for you, you said kiss, kiss, bang, bang. There better be some banging. Um, no. Well, there. I said there better be some kiss, kissing or bang, banging. And we did get a kiss, kiss. And I'm very satisfied. We did get kiss, kissing. Just no bang, bang. No one's ever going to have sex on the show again. I, oh. I've, it's fine. Okay. All right. There you it's go. It's taking too long. It's, ta- it's taking a very long time. Um, but anyway, let's let's jump into this episode. Um, it's Christmas time. It's a. Uh, yeah, I love this Christmas is my favorite episode. Christmas episode of a television show that ever existed. Wait, what? Really? No. I didn't think so. Um, okay. You know, we do have amazing Christmas episodes of things like Friends and other shows mm-hmm. that do Christmas themed episodes. But I say, no way. If I'm going to be celebrating the holiday season, I want to go to Cape Side. <laughs> So we start off with Dawson. Um, He's watching a movie in his room. And apparently he has invited Gretchen now to movie night. She is involved in the sacred movie night watching. Um, And they finish this movie. And Dawson is impressed. Gretchen is like, eh. Gretchen is not into it. I feel like, Sarah, that Gretchen is like a basic movie watcher. She enjoys right. a basic ass movie. You know, she's in. What, like blockbusters? Or do you think that yeah. she's more into like an Armageddon? Yes. She is into famous films that get a lot of notoriety, like your basic films. And I'm not trashing her. Like, I love a rom com. But Dawson, of course, has like super highbrow taste. And he's just like, I wanted to hate this film. 
I really did, but I can't. This is the heartbreaking work of a staggering genius. <laughs> wow. He he would think that his own work is genius, but yeah, yeah, he is extremely impressed and I think that he understands Mr. Brooks's artistic flavor. Because he, too, is an artistic soul. We wouldn't know because all he's done is movies on swamp monsters right. and, and uh, ripoffs of, you his know. His own love story. <laughs> that. Yeah. And his only pictures are, like, pictures of, like, Jen Lindley. But he he's an artistic soul. So yeah. he is... Uh, he gets it. He gets the film. What do we think and of the title of the film? Turn away my sweet. Mm, Thoughts on Yeah, it. it's super gripping. Super gripping. What do you think about um, Mr. Brooks using black and white instead of color? Would you be I less mean, when likely was to this, watch this when film? When was this film from? Mm, Mr. Brooks is probably 70 whatever years so old. So it's 50 years old in the 90s. So it's from the 40s. Yeah, yeah. It checks did out. they have color in the 40s? Um, so what year did the <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm going to say film. so uneducated. Uh, well, were um, movies in the 1940s in color? Let's see. I mean, didn't Wizard of Oz come out in the 40s? Yeah, but that had color, right? It, like Well, it had 39, color. 1939. Okay. Uh, is when Wizard of Oz came so out. So I think so it was a by, choice. And that was the first like Technicolor movie. That's why it was so revolutionary. Okay, so it was, a, it was the Maybe he was poor and he couldn't afford to do like a color. Right. Movie. Well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like every single person had color televisions back in the day i mean if you think about it like i love lucy was in black and white for the majority of that and i love lucy is from mr brooks would um, hate i love lucy you think so yeah i love lucy was 1951 he'd be like that redhead she's so annoying always calling for her husband (laughs) yeah yeah i hate ricky it's my least favorite name (laughs) So, um, and so, yeah, so Dawson says it was by the numbers, but underneath all the hard boiled sturm and drain was this great big thumping heart. I mean, this is a love story masquerading as a genre piece. And we find out apparently in the plot of this movie, the girl hired a, this guy to kill her. And that's like because she felt she basically gave up on love and he came into her life and he tried to kill her. But then he fell in love with her. This sounds like that's the shittiest hitman you could ever hire. (laughs) It's imagine like, hello, hitman. I just need you to take me out. But wait, you're actually going to fall in love with me. I wonder if he kept her money then. I think that. Honestly, this could be a modern day um, rom-com. Like, I could see it. I could see this being mm. a rom-com. Who are we casting in this oh, modern day rom-com? Jennifer Aniston, 100%. Jennifer Aniston? She is, like, rom-com queen. She's in, like, every rom-com. How about Jennifer Coolidge? Well, Jennifer Coolidge? My mother! Like, <laughs> please just kill me! Uh, yeah, and then who's the killer? Well, if it's Jennifer Coolidge, it needs to be someone older. Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Here's your killer. Killer. Oh nope. I love you. (laughs) I thought this 
is this is great. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, so she he says she stumbled into her own fairy tale. It's brilliant, and she's just like, you know what, Tarantino does this stuff a lot better and in color. Uh, and he's like, well, you're now you're just proving my point. Like Dawson is being such a hipster. Where she he's like, AI Brooks was just ahead of his time. Like he was just cool <laughs> when it wasn't cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, God. now finally, Mr. Brooks has his biggest fan. He's yeah. waited fifty years for this, and it's here. And now it seems like Gretchen is like, "Ooh, she's turned on by passionate Dawson." She's just like, "Ooh, you're sexy when you're irritating." Like that's what all the girls say to Dawson. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gretchen is starting to understand the appeal of a young. Big D, big D, hitting it off. Big D. I mean, his hair is slightly improving by day by day. Yeah, it depends on the episode, to be honest. Like some episodes, it's very damp. In other episodes, it looks (laughs) fine. Um, But yeah, so Gretchen says, uh, because Dawson speculates like, well, why? Why did he stop making films? And Gretchen's like, well, someone could ask you the same thing. And I'm just like, um, big difference here, Gretch. Like, I understand what you're trying to do. However, like he didn't actually make any like blockbusters. He simply made a knockoff of um, Blair Witch Project. Project. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And she says, when I left for college, you were this unstoppable force of film geek energy. Um, and I, I mean, he's a lot more swallowable. Like, at least whoa. he's not quoting. Oh, whoa there! <laughs> at least he's not quoting. Uh, uh, um, uh, so sorry, that, you know Spielberg. Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm just thinking about uh, what I said and regretting it. <laughs> um, you know, at least he's not quoting Shakespeare all the time. Like, at least he's more tolerable. Is probably the word that I should have used just mm. now. Uh, and now, uh, now we're you know two minutes into the show. <laughs> yes, let's, so sorry. Let's um, move on from the next scene. Uh, Jessica, take, just take all this time talking about D- Dawson and his girl. Um, his uh, floozy. Uh, anyway, and so Gretchen asks, uh, "Why did he stop? Where is he now?" And so then, of course, we're in the opening credits. Um, and then we get to oh, actually. Yes. Um, uh, let's just say this is we're fully into HBO Max oh, territory yes. Netflix slash Hulu. Is a dick, so first of all, and got rid of Dawson's <laughs> it was barely Creek. there for a year. I didn't even get to finish the effing series before. Seriously, it got it's taken only away been a year. Me. So yeah, so Netflix got rid of it because it's a dick, and so now we are watching. It's on Hulu, but we are watching on HBO. Okay. Yeah, so this is why I wanted to say if you are watching it on Hulu. Uh, and it goes back to um, the heart is in my hand, the hand is in the clouds the song. I will say you don't have to listen to it, I, even if you miss it, like some people might. You don't have to. You can just steal Jessica's HBO Max and watch <laughs> it. <laughs> and you can watch uh, the, the real song yeah. on HBO Max because for whatever reason, it's not the real song is yeah. not on Hulu, but it is on HBO. Max. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we do get the I don't want to wait on uh, uh, on HBO Max. And then we're at the Yacht Club, the Kate Side Lot Yacht Club. I do love this outfit that she is wearing. Uh, Mrs. Not Miss Valentine. Miss I was going to say you love so. Joey's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so Miss Valentine totally looks like a Meredith Blake a la Parent Trap because she's yes! wearing this like two piece 
like a pantsuit uh, skirt pant skirt it's a skirt, skirt it's suit. like a skirt that's like super short and yeah. uh it's cute it's matching she's wearing some pearls yeah uh, her hair is like like so like Shoop, swoopy it's like she's a bitch but it's because she knows she looks good in yeah. this sort of a way miss valentine sucks um and we also can we just stop one second we need to talk about joey's bangs like god we need to talk about joey's bangs where do they come from i don't even understand what happened here they're like okay they're not even <laughs> they're not okay they're not side bangs they're not normal bangs right. they're not curtain bangs they're just basically she took two chunks of the front hair yeah. pieces she pushes each of them to the side and they just dangle they're dangly bits that sounds wrong <laughs> they're so they're like face framing pieces but you're saying that they're they're not they're not cut even so Joey Potter did this to her. Yeah, she was just like, I should have bangs. And then she was like, oop, no, bad decision. Uh, do you th- do you think that if she styled them in- with a round brush, they will look better? Um, maybe, but honestly, they kind of, she needs to either commit to the bangs or yeah. not have bangs. Like, she's doing like a half bang right. situation. Half-ass bang. It's a half-ass bang. It doesn't look good. Oh, I'm stopping down. Who is this Peter Jurassic? Uh, because that is, if you had to change your last name, I feel like <laughs> you would want to be Jessica Jurassic. J-U-R-A-S-I-K. Um, I Jurassic. mean, it's not exactly like Jurassic Park, but it sounds like Jurassic. It's just like Jurassic right, Park. Well, then I do it 100%. Yeah. I have no clue who this dude. Oh, this guy. Who are you talking about? Is he on the show? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is the really, really, really nice. Oh, um, Mr. College. Kubalik. Kubalik. Yeah, his name is Peter Jurassic. um, A la Jurassic Park. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So Joey's like doing her homework on the pier. And Miss Valentine, I'm not paying you to study for your GED, dear. And but she has 15 minutes, dude. Yeah, she has time before her before her work even starts. And she's just like, don't you remember I go to school with your son? And she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, I ran into your sister, Becky. Clearly not there to pick up any contraceptives. Like, bitch, I can't. <laughs> Bessie is like 28 years old. Like, why does she give a shit about a 28-year-old having I'm a saying. toddler? That's what I can't I can't with Miss Valentine um and Joey's like it's Bessie and she's like oh well that's important isn't it dear like you mean her name <laughs> yeah her name is pretty important Miss Schmalentine like what a bitch oh. yeah she is a bitch and then this dude comes around Peter Jurassic what's his name in this show uh it's Walter oh Walter Walter Kubelik Okay, this guy is such a sweetheart. He really is. I don't know. He should not be in college admissions. I want this dude to be like a therapist. I hope like he has like two young girls that he is a father to that he takes care of. This dude's like the sweetest guy that ever exists. Um, he comes around and he's planning this um, this event for a university. So that prospective students come around and it's like a meet and greet. Yes. Yeah. And so um, and so Miss Valentine is like freaking out, needing to, you know, everything needs to be ready. We need to be, you know, tip top shape. 
Um, and uh, she's like, oh, Joey, like you, I'm, I need you to work. And she's like, I can't. She's like, oh, so you're quitting? And she's like, no. She's like, okay, Joey. So Joey says, look, I'll be there. And she's like, yeah, you will. Uh, and Joey's like, I don't think you're understanding. I'm going to be there as a guest. And so this is when Walter realizes, oh, you're Josephine Potter, which I'm like, she literally called her little Joey Potter. Like, what? who who did you think? He's sweet. He doesn't have to be smart. Okay, fine, fine. Um, and so he realizes he's like, oh, my gosh, your essay was so good. Um, she's like a, one of our most promising applicants. And so Miss Valentine, like, doesn't know what to say here. Like, she's just like, oh, well, whatever you need, Walter. Joey's a shining member of our staff. And Joey's like, oh, well, there's always Drew, which she's going to regret saying that later. Like, why would you want Yui mm-hmm. around, you know? Ah, no. I mean, you, of course, would not want the shitster around. That is not what you would like. But there's nobody else. There's nobody else to hire. All the kids of Cape Side are either attending this event or, um, or, uh, I don't know, they leave. They're in Italy. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) They're in Italy? Um, Andy. So, oh, yeah, Andy, yeah. Um, so we're uh, at Leary's Fresh Fish and Dawson's like sitting, working on his laptop. Mitch and Gail are decorating a tree, which is how we know it's Christmas time. And uh, Dawson is so rich. He has a freaking laptop that he just brings around. I mean, this is like early days, right? Like people, not everybody had a laptop. So, yeah, he's definitely on the richy rich side. Loaded. Yeah. How far along is Gail supposed to be here? Because I thought that she was only pregnant for like three weeks. She but- is, but she's just, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about pregnancy. It's possible that you could like. Uh, be already having a bad time of it but she's just like now you're free to relieve your pregnant mother of her light stringing duty like are you uncomfortable Gail like what are you talking about didn't you just find I think out you're pregnant pregnancy, <laughs> this pregnancy is like uh, Bella Swan in Twilight it's going to be like an expedited process Yeah, and then the next episode she's going to give birth to little baby Danny <laughs> If this baby's actually named Danny, you're going to lose it. Yeah, I'll lose it. Um, And so Dawson finished uh, his last college application, USC Film School. He's done. Um, And Gretchen is just like, oh, my gosh, yes, it's time. It's time for the annual Leary holiday party. And it gets soup sock because they're like, oh, yeah, no, we almost got divorced. So, like, we definitely weren't throwing holiday parties the last two years. Okay, Okay, so you could just say, you know, there was a lot going on. We decided not to throw the party, and I don't think we're going to be throwing it this year either. There's just, like, so much shit going on. But, no, they have to spill their dirty laundry all over Leary's Fresh Well, that fish. and, like, isn't, isn't like, okay, tell me Dawson didn't already talk to Gretchen. Like, I feel like one of the first conversations they have is Dawson being like, oh, do you know my parents, like, got divorced and then got remarried? Like, how is this not common knowledge to her by now? I think it is common knowledge, but I don't think it connected the dots to her that yeah. they haven't had the Christmas party in a few years. Gretchen is desperate for this party. I guess she feels like she has nothing really else going on, but also she wants to connect back to memories of her childhood for whatever reason. Yeah, I so. also, I'm sus because she's like playing with mistletoe like a bunch of times this time. And I'm just like, she's oh, like, so she's oh, passionate. Hand, she's handling of the mistletoe. Yeah, I think so. 
This is, um, you know, she purposely <clears throat> stood underneath it. I think so. It's like very, it's wow. like a very big trope on television that this happens. Wow. So, um, yeah. And so Gail's just like, oh, you know, we, we can't do it. We haven't done it in a while. And uh, it's a bit overwhelming with the baby in the restaurant. And Gretchen's like, you know what? I'll do everything. I'll cater. I'll decorate. I'll call the guests. Let me do it. And I'm like, ma'am, that's a lot for a single person. How are you going to cater on top of decorating and all that other stuff? That feels like a lot for a single human. This this is, um, well, I don't think that she's going to be cooking. I think that she's going to be ordering. But I oh. think that she's just desperate. She's just really, really, really desperate to throw this party so that she can get the mistletoe so that she can... Um, kiss fish lips, Leary. Ew, fish lips. Ew. <laughs> That's all I'm going to think of from now on. Uh, and Gail's like, well, if it means that much to you. And Gretchen's like, yes, it does. I want to kiss your the fish lips of your son. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> um, And so, and then Gretchen, like, I was like so annoyed with this. She like immediately grabs Austin. She's like, we have so much work to do. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm, what? What else is what else is Austin doing? He just finished his college I mean, he's obsessed with Mr. Brooks now. He's going to go watch all his other, you know, 10 films. <laughs> Pictures. Yeah, but now they can, they can, I don't know, string popcorn for decorations while they're watching. Gee, does people films. actually do that? I've never in my life done that. Uh, I have done it before. Yeah, I, I've oh, wow. done it for Christmas. I feel once. like anybody with um, dogs or animals in general would like have big trouble with this. Like Winston would for sure <sighs> eat all of it. You know, I think this was pre dogs. This is probably when I had cats mm-hmm. and I don't think they gave a shit or it could have been in college. I'm not quite. I You know what? It might have been. Co- I have no. I don't okay. know. I just know I've done it before. Um, uh, there was no no animal concerns. Okay. Um, so then we're in Jen's bedroom. She's like doing some writing and no, she's not. She's knitting. Oh, why is she knitting? Because she's turned into an 80 year old because Grams was like, you don't get to do any fun activities here. Knit me a sweater. Jennifer, yeah, I've never I've never seen Jennifer knit before. No, but she doesn't feel new- like the knitting type. No, no, this felt a little out of left field. Yeah. Um, and I did love Jack comes in. Yeah, I love the reference here where uh, uh, they're like, Will, Grace, like such a timely <laughs> reference. Cute. Come on. Yeah, very timely. Um, And so Jack, uh, so Graham's leaves without like saying anything to Jen at all. And it's very awkward because Jen's just like, oh, nothing for me. I'm fine. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so apparently she has not said a word to Jen in weeks, which feels very overblown to me. Like punish Jen and then move on from it. You know what I mean? Holding this grudge for weeks is not going to help Jen deal with her, like her actions. You know, she's not going to learn anything from that. If you're just giving her the cold shoulder. Right. That's totally correct. Uh, I don't think it's very productive for Grams to be ignoring her like this. Um, I hope that this is, it probably won't be, but I really, really, really hope that this is the last time that Grams does something like this because she keeps learning this lesson over and over and over yeah, again. I'm that with she you. shouldn't blow up a Jen and ignore her and like try to kick her out because she knows that 
how much it hurts Jen well, uh, every single time she does it. Especially because and this is how her parents dealt with things with her. They just ignored yeah. her. They didn't. They pushed her away. Well, they didn't yeah. want to talk to her. Where do you think her? that her, her mom gets it from? You know, you learn this type yeah. of shit from your parents. But that's so the sure shitty Grams thing. did something similar. Yeah, she just, this is not how you're supposed to cope, you know. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah. And so Jack's like, oh, she'll get over it. And Jack's like, oh, let's, let's go see a movie. Um, Jack says he finished his applications, which like Andy would be so proud. Um, he said, you know, I wrote my essays. I'm all good. Um, and Jen's like, oh, great. So what do you want to see? Um, she says, I want to see that gay one with Dean Kane. All the reviewers are calling it St. Helmo's Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what movie that is. What film that is? What picture Wait, that is? You don't know what's. Saint I know. Elmo's I love Saint Elmo's Fire, but that's not the movie she's talking about. That's an '80s movie. Oh, okay. There's okay, a movie okay. with Dean Cain. I have no idea. Um, okay. And Jack's like, "Yeah, sure, but have you finished your applications?" And she says, "Oh, pretty much. I just have the essay part left." Uh, and like this to me, first of all, we need mm-hmm. to just wipe the slate clean with these guidance counselors and get all new ones because there is absolutely no excuse for talking to one student about another student's. Um, like progress with their college <laughs> applications. Yeah, where that's is true. the privacy? There is none. I mean, the thing is, is that there's so many guidance counselors that they probably just can't keep up with anything, and they're just like spilling. It's all just of it. too much. I was it, so upset know, by this. I know. I know. I know. You should not. You should not. But also, they talked to. Andy about Jack it's just a repeated process yeah they they're constantly doing this um and so yeah and so he's like oh you know I talked to her she said she's not getting anything from you um and uh he's like where did you apply and she's very vague she's like oh a bunch of places um he says what's with all the vague answers she's like what's with all the annoying questions uh, he's like you know there's a deadline so jack has turned into the andy mcphee in andy's absence and i'm pretty proud of jack yeah. for like getting jen to realize like girl what what are you doing like get your shit together this is not okay you need to go you need you just need to get like your shit together um and she's like oh i'm fine um you know what i'm not in a movie mood can we catch up later uh, I'll give you a call. Kicks, like she kicks him. She out. does. She kicks him straight out of there. Yeah. Horrible. How dare you kick out Jack? Yeah. She's going through it. And I'm not pleased here. Like I understand Jack is meddling, but he's doing it for your own good, Jen. Like he cares about you. And I know you mm. feel like the world is crumbling around you at times, but like keeping Jack at a distance isn't going to help. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But it is. Um. Poor Jen's prerogative to close people out because people close her out. So I can understand why this is the process that she goes through over and over again. Yeah. Um, And so then we're back in Graham's kitchen. Graham's is making cookies and Jack looks all worried and she offers him a cookie and he's like, oh, extra sprinkles. Thanks. Are you a sprinkle fan? Do you like a sprinkle? Uh, I like it more aesthetically than I do taste wise if I were to have a cookie I enjoy um like chocolate chip mm-hmm. I there's this like cookie place 
called Crumble. Have you heard of it? I it's kind of like a cookie chain. Definitely heard of this. I've never had their cookies, but they look delicious. I'm pretty sure I looked up their locations once and there aren't any near us. There, yeah. So this is like a big phenomenon. There's like a Reddit about it. They come out with like new cookies every week. <laughs> Reddit about and, like, people, it. Like, yeah, people will, like try to guess what the upcoming cookies are, and then the cookies are announced every week, and then people rate them. Wow. It's a big thing. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's a really huge thing, and I've realized that I I enjoy a cookie that is soft and. Uh, I don't mind a topping of like cream tree cheese frosting or something mm-hmm. like that, but um, a sprinkle I do not love. Yeah, I don't think you need sprinkles on cookies. It feels like a bit extra. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Jack's like, I know you're not like on the best of terms, but I'm worried about her. I don't think she sold out any of her college apps. She's not talking about it. Maybe you should talk to her. And Grams, Grams, it's just like, no, no, Jack. Jennifer is a big girl. Um, I tried long and hard to aid her in making the right decisions, but she neither wants nor appreciates my help. <laughs> We're getting very Australian, but okay. <laughs> it's uh, just like, wh- what? What? She's still a child. Uh, what? She, he, she even yeah, says like... Yeah, Grams is getting a little senile i think she's just like she's on her own and it's just like ma'am she's still a child she's not even adult yet she needs help graham she needs help with their college application she made a single mistake and she wasn't even the one like well i mean she's made a lot but if you had just listened to her like she was not the one who was like here andy take this ecstasy like let her explain also she had it she had the ecstasy. i know it doesn't matter to me it's fine why, I mean, it's as much as, you know, it's just, it just be, if you get arrested, if you get pulled over your gang chart and you have ecstasy in your car, it doesn't matter you if get you get arrested don't take for it, ecstasy. Still, I, drugs, whatever. No, I'm just you're, asking, like, is that one you'd get arrested can for? Can you? It's yeah. an illegal substance, okay. I think. Sure. I, I mean, I'm not quite sure. It just sure doesn't feel it as intense works. as something. Okay, it's the amount that you have also. Oh. It's like, is it your intended to sell? True. But the, the, the dealio is is that <laughs> it doesn't matter if you take it or not. Mm. You can still be charged because of possession. Yeah. So I think that it doesn't matter if you take the ecstasy or not. You can still get punished yeah. by your grandma for <laughs> possession. <laughs> Yeah. And so Grams is not having it. She's just like, oh, she, she Jennifer is on her own. Um, And so we're back at the Fresh Fish house. Uh, and Mr. Brooks is just eating his dinner by himself, minding his business. And there comes Dawson. And he says, so have you seen any good movies lately? <laughs> Saw a picture called Star Wars a while back. I didn't get it. Yeah, it's like it came yeah. out in 1977. <laughs> it said it was a while. <laughs> uh, and I, I love you crazy. Some of the stuff Mr. Brooks says, where he's just like, "Oh, I saw a great film last night," and Mr. Brooks, "Bully for you." <laughs> Uh, and so Dawson goes on. He's like, "Oh, what was the name of it? Turn away my sweet." And he's like, "You think you're clever, don't you?" And Dawson says. How am I supposed to deal with the fact that the big grumpy old man who forced me into indentured servitude turns out to be a cross between Sam Fuller and Cameron Crowe? Uh, and Mr. Brooks has no idea who he's talking about. <laughs> no. Um, no. But yeah. 
uh, and so Dawson goes on and on. He's like, you know, your films, they're amazing. I have so much respect for you. And this is when Mr. Brooks decides he has to correct him. They're pictures. <laughs> Phil, I don't, there's nothing wrong with film. I know. The word film. I understand people not liking like about? fancy schmancy movie. people not liking movie. movie. But it's short not for moving picture. Oh, maybe that's what he wants to call it. But no, he just says picture. But that's that's I what movie is short for. Movie is short for moving okay. picture. I I don't know if I knew that. Very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Movies is not good, so then you go to film. Wait, didn't film's you go to film good. school? Film's not good. Uh, yeah. Um, film's not good, so then you go to moving picture. Moving yeah. picture is not good, then you go to just picture. Uh, I don't know. What's after picture? He's probably just going to go back to movie. Yeah. It's probably like He's just going to change his mind again. Yeah. It's not a picture. It's a moving picture. Yeah. And there we go. Uh, it's on mo- movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a loop. It's, it's on and on. And Mr. Brooks is it's like. It's a time loop. Just like oh Mr. Brooks. Oh, my God. Going is and this, Dawson this is why he's uncomfortable with Dawson's newfound respect for him because he's respecting yeah. himself and he doesn't I hate respect myself, himself. So you can't like that's me what it is. Then that's confusing. And Dawson's play the curmudgeon all you want, AI Brooks. You can't fool me. It's just like um, yeah. I don't think he's playing a curmudgeon, Dawson. I think he actually is a curmudgeon. Yeah, he just wants to eat his Chilean sea bass in peace. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah. And so Dawson's just like, listen, I saw those movies and the man responsible cares a great deal about things that matter. Uh, and (laughs) the man responsible for eating them crazy cares a great deal about eating his Chilean sea bass in peace. Chilean fine fish. Yeah. It's Leary's fresh fish. fish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Now I'm starting to think that it actually is a good establishment for. No, we can't. No, no. We have to stay united on this front that we don't like Leary's fresh fish. I'm just saying like weapons of their salmon is like really good. I mean, I don't know. No, they're not allowed to be forward. Yeah. Um, No. And so, yeah, so Dawson says, oh, your your pictures had a great impact on me. And so this is when Dawson starts to press him for information. He wants to know about the chemistry between the leads in Turn Away My Sweet. <laughs> but why? Who cares? Uh, well, the thing is, is it's going to turn out to be like a really sore subject for crotchety old Brooks right. because that's like his oh, old right, ex-girlfriend right, right, right. and of his course, best friend. Of course. But why is this the first question that he's asked? Because Mr. it's Brooks. Dawson and he's obsessed with romance. Oh, got yeah. it. Makes sense. Uh, and yeah, and Mr. Brooks, listen, I'm old and I reserve the right to eat my dinner in peace. Remove yourself from my general vicinity. But also he is always inviting Dawson to eat with yes, him. Yes. In he is. He just doesn't want to talk. It's like, how is that even having company? Like, you're just staring at each other silently. It's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> just like Sarah just did right there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're now at a clothing store. Joey tries on this like maroon uh, spaghetti strap dress for the, yeah, the what thing is tonight. Establishment. I feel like this might be like a thrift store. <gasps> That's what I thought. I thought this was like a there's like a thrift store. I don't know if it's local. It's called like Plato's Closet. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this, if it's chain or not. But that's what it yeah, Plato's Closet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So she's trying on a dress for this dinner later. She tries on a, a knitted brown hat, which is something that she literally already wears. So I'm yes. sure she sold the hat 
to the Plato's closet and yeah. then wanted to buy it back. And she invited Gretchen on this, which I was like, why didn't you invite Jen? Like, Jen needs no, some it's girl so time. Cute. She's hanging out with Gretchen. No, it's Jen so needed cute. some time, though. Jen needed a well, friend. They can both. I know, but Jen's going to go and steal everything. What? She is over that. She's not with Abby anymore. She's not going to do that. Um, She's and gonna start stealing all the jewelry. I have to say, I did love Gretchen bringing up Pacey's camo pants, and we literally see him wearing them in like the next scene. Um, honestly, cracked me up the fact that she's just like, don't let don't let him wear his camel pants, and he does. Um, and so yeah, so Joey just doesn't want. She's like, I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. I, I feel bad. I'm dragging him. And Gretchen's like, Oh, you're not dragging him. You need his support. And she like, it seems like Joey is mostly concerned with Pacey feeling out of place at an event like this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair concern. Mm-hmm. I think that. Um, number one, he's there as a guest and he's there to support Joey, but he doesn't have his college things in, um, planned out yet. And also he, I mean, Joey's out of place here. Like she's not of the rich and, or of the fancy, um, and neither is Pacey. But the thing is, is that Pacey does have some remarkable people skills. I, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like Pacey, I think that like Joey is concerned. I mean, I understand her concern because he is not someone who's like of this like highbrow educated situation, but knowing Pacey's people skills, she maybe should give him like a little bit more credit that like he'll, he'll figure it out. He'll adapt. Well, maybe he's just manifesting or she's manifesting how she feels uncomfortable going yeah, to this. that's true. And she's projecting it onto Pacey. That's true, too. Yeah, she just doesn't want anything to go wrong. And, like, Pacey is, like, a little bit of a variable in that aspect. Um, he's a wild card. Yes. And so Gretchen brings up the Christmas party. And Joey's just like, oh, my gosh, I loved those. Um, they always put me in the right mood for the holidays. And Dawson and I would hide up in his bedroom and watch old movies. And I'm like, bitch, how is that any different from every weekend you spent with Dawson? Every single Friday is movie night in yeah. Dawson's bedroom. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. They, She's unsocial, to be honest with you. She <laughs> should be worrying about herself. Exactly. She really should. She should. And it's going to turn out that that's the situation later um and Gretchen can't help but she's just like uh yucking it up with Dawson she says Dawson's one of those rare guys who can make popcorn and a rented video seem like an event we got a crush developing a major crush it's just a little crush remember that song oh yeah of course I know that song for me I think of Mandy Moore's crush I got a crush Uh, on you that's a good one too I wanna feel the way okay (laughs) Um, <laughs> so yeah Remember when Mandy Moore was a pop singer Before um, she was yes. an actress do you remember, In This Is Us Do you remember the song she did in Princess Diaries Stupid Cupid Stop picking on me Of course oh, That of was course. such a bop yeah. Yes. yeah She had some really I love really Mandy songs. Moore She's so talented in every single, every single thing she does She is She's a great she singer, is. great actress All around amazing she, I mean and she seems really nice and warm. She really does. I wonder if she's a nice person. I feel like she is. I've never heard anything else. It's not like she's. I Leah feel like Michelle we would have heard. Got, yeah. Yeah. Like Leah Michelle has like heaps ton of talent and she's apparently a raging bitch. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think Mandy Moore is. I think she's a nice person. 
Um, okay, so then we're at the advisor's office. Dawson is in there. Everyone's at the guidance counselor's office constantly this Why season. Why is the guidance counselor's office so dark? <laughs> they don't have, they only have fluorescent lights. I don't know. No, it's like, it's literally like they're getting questioned by the police. Oh, with the single light bulb on them type it's of thing. It's so dark yeah. in there. I don't know why. It's like lights out at the guidance counselor's <laughs> office. I think that we've seen this guidance counselor before. Maybe they finally have stability. Um, yeah, I don't know who what her name is, but she seems, and she doesn't seem that terrible. She kind of gets on Dawson's case because he doesn't get personal personal in his college essay as to why film is interesting and important to him right which I do agree with her the whole point of the, a college essay you know you're writing to people that know all about film like it's you a don't film school yeah yeah you're, you don't want to spit out facts yeah about film they want to know why you're passionate about film so right. she makes some good points and she's like basically she asks him straight out why are you passionate about film? And he can't fucking answer the question. No, he doesn't know the answer. He's like, oh, it's a pretty difficult question to answer. It's like, bitch, you should know the answer. It shouldn't be. And how many times you've talked about Spielberg and your love of film, you can't even just fake it. Like, even if you're not particularly yeah. feeling that chummy with it's, film. It's not that it's not that promising Mm-mm. if he can't think if he can't even bullshit an answer. I know. I know. It's concerning. It, you know, if I was Dawson, I'd be like, I've been passionate about films since I was a young child. I remember when I was in the movie theater and there was these two teenagers making out. And I was like, why are you making out when I when you could be watching Jaws? And ever since then, I never make out in movies. Yeah. And that's your college essay. Yeah. A plus. A plus. They don't grade college essays, but A plus. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's not very good at this. So she's like, you I, I, have I can to write a better essay for you. Have to rewrite Dawson. it. Um, and so then we see Joey and PC going down the stairs. He's wearing his camel pants, and yeah, but also she's wearing this like really fuzzy yellow sweater that looks so fuzzy and comfortable. I remember those 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 sweaters. Like I remember that being a uh, style. She looks so warm. I mean, lucky. Yeah, it's Christmas, so it makes sense that she's wearing a big comfy sweater. Yeah, she's cute. Um, and so yeah, so it seems like he's like reluctant to go to this. Um, he well, he doesn't want to go to a party. That he, I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to this stuffy same, party. This is the same kind of conversation that I have with Drew all the time. Like, he doesn't want to go to my parties. He's like, "Can we not go to the party?" I'm like, "We have to go to the party." And then he's like, "Okay, we can go, but I'm not going to be happy about it." Yeah, it's this is exactly what it is. It's just like, you know, he doesn't want to go. It's like very stuffy. And uh, he asks, are we going to have a good time? And Joey should lie here and say yes, but she doesn't. She says, my guess is no. Um, (laughs) And so he'd rather go to Mitch and Gail's party, which I find fascinating because him and Dawson aren't exactly like buddy, buddy like right now like they're well, they're tepid they're getting, they're getting there yeah they're getting there they're pretty tepid right now um and he wants to go there and she's like well I need to go because I want to get into college um and she's like you know how important this is to me and sometimes when you're in a relationship you have to do things that you don't enjoy for the other person um and we find yep. out Sarah this is big news we find out apparently she's been doing Sunday dinners with his parents. This is the 
biggest revelation of the entire show. I don't really care about anything else. I want to be witness to Sunday dinner. I don't think it's fair that we are not seeing Sunday dinner. I want to see Mr. Witter. I want to see Mama Witter. I want to see Carrie. I want to see Gretchen. I want to see Doug. I want to see Pete. I just named the entire family. I'm just upset that we all of them together. I want to see the children. I want to see Sunday dinner. I think it's very interesting that Pacey and his family have Sunday dinner every single week. Yes. When they don't feel like that type of family. And on top of that, I'm jealous that Joey has met Pacey's mom and we haven't. Yeah, this is a big revelation. I was shocked by this and I I want to be a part of it. I want to Do you think we Pacey's will get to mom? see a Sunday dinner with Pacey's family? Or is this just like I'll drop it and then mm. and walk away? My inclination is saying drop it and walk away, but why would they say that? Well, it seems just and like a thing later. I think we are him. going to meet her mom soon his mom soon because we had two mentions of Pacey's mom in this episode. Yeah. We had number one Sunday dinner and number two, she says later, Oh, your mom raised a great boy. You're right. She does bring her up again. So hopefully fingers crossed, we get to see that. Um, but Pacey says like, for the record, we could skip those. We don't have to do them. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And so he obviously wants to get out of the dinner, but he's, he's going to end up going, you know, with, he's a, he's a decent boyfriend. He'll go to the stupid party. Yeah. He doesn't want to go to that conversation with my fiance, like a bazillion times. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have one member of the relationship who's a little bit more social, who wants to go to these types of events and the other person doesn't. And it's just like how I think it's on both ends. Like how hard are you willing to push? Like where do you draw the line? You know, well, what's yeah, mandatory? I've, what's not? I've now gone to the, we, I let him skip Christmas parties. Nobody needs to go to a Christmas party. I let him skip stupid friend dinners. Yeah. Why does he need to go to that? Weddings. You gotta go. Yeah. I think that, I think that's right. I think you draw the line somewhere and say, these are important for you to go to for me. And these are not so important for you. And to I go get to. like one double date a year. There you go. Which is not a lot. I mean, not, it's not a lot, but it happens. I don't think Will and I have like, uh, we've done like a few double dates actually that I could think of in our, in our time together, but not a ton. Um, all right, let's go. Let's stop down for a quick ad break and then let's get back into more, more grams and, and Jennifer content. <laughs> Uh, We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Uh, We're back and Grams is like going through this box that she got of wrapped presents. Jen comes in and she's just like, these are for you, Jennifer, Uh, from her mother and her father. And Jen is just like not in the mood for this. Um, Okay, I don't care how much you can't stand your parents. If there's free presents... (laughs) They're getting opened and I am taking them. Yeah. Yes. Especially a a sweater from Barney's and jewelry. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if it was meant for your father's, uh, I don't know, secretary. 
I will be taking that. Thank you very much. I love presents. Same. But Jen is like, I don't want it. You can return them. You can send them to Goodwill. Well, that's the thing, too, is I found it especially strange that Grams was like, go upstairs and open these in your room. And I'm like, that's not how Christmas <laughs> presents work. What do you mean? Like, don't you? First of all, OK, I have a question for you. If you get a Christmas present like mailed to you, right? Like, yes. I don't remember what we did when like obviously the one time we opened presents on the podcast. But like besides that, your friend, your long lost aunt sends you a Christmas present in the mail before Christmas. Let's say like two weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Are you opening it right away or are you putting it under the tree and opening it on Christmas Day? She goes under the tree and gets opened on Christmas oh. Day. Oh, I th- Wait, you open it right then and um, there? You're crazy. It depends. Like, if it's from, so Will's family mails us presents and we save those for Christmas yeah. Day. Um, right. But, like, it depends on who it's from, I think, on if I'd open it right away. Like, if I was exchanging gifts with somebody before Christmas, I'd open it right away. I get so thrown off when I send people gifts and they open it before they even, like, say, hey, I got the gift. Like, you know, I, I don't know. It, like, really throws me off. The thing is, is that, like, um, I enjoy the Christmas season immensely. Yeah, same. Christmas Day, I get a little sad because it's, like ending and then the day after christmas is it's done so it's very sad so i like to build up the anticipation and the sooner that i okay. open presents it's the gone. sooner christmas is over i, I so get that i like yeah. to hold on to the presents so that the excitement lasts that's why like on my birthday i like having like a few different things so then like it's not like one day and all your presents are gone you see like your friend a week before and you get a present and then you get a present on your birthday and then you get a present like two weeks after okay like that's more of it an elongates the experience, experience. i want to elongate the experience okay. i'm not going to open up presents as soon as they're sent to me this makes sense this tracks i'm similar in this way that like um I really love Christmas time. I love any kind of holiday and I don't ever want it to end. I've never been the kid who like went searching for my Christmas presents to open them early. Like I never wanted to know what I was getting. I just liked it to be a surprise. Um, but yeah, Jen has no interest in any of this. She is just like donating to somebody who cares. And I love Grimm's. That is not an appropriate attitude for the holidays child. I love how she gets so offended about how Jen is um, accepting Christmas presents and treating the holiday of Christmas. Yeah, this is a sacred holiday, child. She's so bothered, not by the fact that Jen's rejecting the presents and is disrespecting her parents. She's upset that Jen is disrespecting Christmas itself. Yeah, and then because Jen says Merry effing Christmas, and I'm not like bleeping myself. Like she is the one, Merry effing Christmas. Jennifer! Oh, will just faint right there. She goes, Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Grams will faint. Grams at the, Jennifer, you know, you're quite possibly the one of the most spoiled, self-involved brats I've ever had the displeasure of dealing Isn't with. Isn't it the opposite of being selfish if she goes, I, you know what, I don't need this. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm just somebody that can need them more. Yeah. I feel like that's the opposite of selfish. If well, you're selfish, you're like, give me all the presents. I also think, like, what Jen's or she opens up the gift and she's like, oh, I I open this gift and I hate this present. Give it away. 
That's selfish. Yeah. Not I donate all these presents. I think that the main issue with Graham's here is that like I don't think you're sim- like what Jen says is not that bad. What Graham says is worse because she just she just says that she's a spoiled self-involved brat and she's had the displeasure of de- dealing with her is the terms that she uses, which seems okay. really harsh. I am so excited for the prospect of a Graham's Mr. Brooks relationship because I think it's quite obvious the issue here. Graham's needs to get laid so that she can stop being a crotchety bitch. And so does Mr. Brooks. So and there so you does go. Mr. Brooks. So I think this is going to no. solve a lot of our problems. Um, And so, yeah, so Graham's is like, well, while you're at, in your room, why don't you fill out college applications? And Jen's just like, well, <laughs> what do you want me to get out of the house quicker? Worst. Yeah, I know. And she's like, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Um, And yeah, she's just like, listen, you haven't spoken to me since I disappointed you. So you don't get to instill me with motivation. Um, You lost that right when you wrote me off. And she throws the presents in the fridge and it leaves. And I don't know why this tickled me so much, but just watching Jen throw Christmas presents in the refrigerator killed me. It's so stupid. I loved I it. That's what you need to do. You had to throw all your presents in the yeah, fridge. Yeah, that's how it works. To preserve them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So then we're back at the Leary household. Gretchen is like decorating. And Dawson's talking to Gretchen about his conversation with his guidance counselor. Um, and Gretchen's like, tell them the truth. Um, uh, yeah. And so she's like, you just write this whole thing. A, a three picture deal with Columbia and a spot just high enough on the premier power list to ba- bag yourself one of the girls of the WB. Which is hilarious because Dawson's Creek was obviously on WB back in the day. Oh. Um, and like WB was like the shit. You remember the dancing frog? Yeah. Where it was I like, do. hello, my baby. Hello, my sunshine. Hello, my fun time gal. <laughs> yeah. What do you think his name was? Uh, professor. He was a professor or, or gentleman. Uh, gentleman frog face. Uh, his name was Michigan J Frog. Oh, see, it was fancy sounding though, because he had like a monocle and a top yeah. hat and like a cane or something. Did not have a monocle. Did have a top. In hat. my brain, he had a monocle and a cane. Yeah, and you're thinking about Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Oh, they're both gentlemen. Yeah. Um, my they're favorite. All <laughs> <laughs> they're all gentlemen. They're all gentlemen. Um, I sometimes like. Okay, you probably do this too. I feel like anybody who has pets does this. <laughs> Where, like, you take songs and you, like, incorporate your dog's name into them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yeah, do this. I, I do this with that song. With the frog song that he sings. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all gentlemen. They are. They are both gentlemen. Why are you laughing so much? They are. Did you see the top hats? Top hats <laughs> equals gentlemen. <laughs> I am kidding. <laughs> okay, they're both gentlemen. They are. They're both gentlemen. I don't remember why that came. Oh, the WB, right? Um. And so anyway, and uh, and so this is when Dawson's just like, you're obviously very related to Pacey from like that right. statement alone. Um. And so she's like, come on, take a break, take a break. Uh, help me hang up the mistletoe. And I'm just like, ooh, girl, ooh, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, the true smoking gun of the Christmas party. Yeah. Um, the mistle, mistletoe. And uh, she says, why don't you just talk to Mr. Brooks about it? She like, ask for help. 
And uh, he's like, I don't think so. I told the guy I liked his movies and he practically took my head off. It's like, because you keep calling them movies, Dawson. Stop it. They're pictures. <laughs> you think Dawson's a gentleman? <laughs> Dawson's not a gentleman. He doesn't have a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mr. Brooks a gentleman? Um, No, he doesn't have a top hat either. He's a crotchety <laughs> old fuck. He's not a gentleman. <laughs> All right. So none of them are gentlemen. <laughs> If Pacey had worn a top hat to the party, he could be a gentleman, but he didn't. <laughs> he if he had a cane or a monocle, that would also worked. But nope. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Gretchen says, uh, Mr. Brooks is a resource. Take advantage of him. Uh, he's probably one of the only guys you've ever met who's a real filmmaker. Maybe a conversation will clear your head. Um, you know, get rid of the cobwebs. Uh, and Gretchen mm. is very into the tradition of like hanging mistletoe and having a Christmas party, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I or she just made up that she is really into the tradition. <gasps> yeah, you're so right. Because he does say because I, I feel maybe. OK, hear me out. Maybe mm-hmm. she knows Dawson is very traditional. Dawson loves he tradition. Is. And he so does. he says, I never had you pegged as a traditionalist. It's cute. She knows oh, yeah. that this will work on him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that Gretchen has to do a lot of work to get that. <laughs> sure. No, sure. No, she doesn't. Um, but yeah, and so then we're back uh, on the docks. We have just Grams and Jack just hanging out, just BFFs chilling. <laughs> um, and Grams is concerned because Jen didn't fill out any applications. And Jack's like, maybe we could talk to her, you know, gang up on her. Has that lit? Like, Jack, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> Very bad idea. Yeah. Um, Extremely bad idea. And Grams knows that. She says she's far too stubborn to stand for anything even resembling an intervention. Uh, and Grams has an idea. I'm going to need your help. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A brilliant idea. This was very, very interesting. Yeah. It's a fucking terrible idea, but we'll get to that. Um. Then we have Mr. Brooks knocks on, or excuse me, Dawson knocks on Mr. Brooks's door. Doors open. He goes in, and apparently Mr. Brooks is just like working on something and listening to music so loudly he doesn't hear Dawson knock. He is pruning and trimming a bonsai tree. Those are expensive. I saw one of those at oh, the yeah, Nursery Garden are. Center, and they're so expensive. They are, and they're a little, they're a little finicky as well. Yeah, I don't want that. No, thank you, ma'am. No, thank you. Um. And yeah, and Mr. Brooks, my God, kid, you scared the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, he's like, I knocked. You didn't hear me. And Mr. Brooks says, why didn't you just leave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So he needs his advice. Uh, Mr. Brooks is just not happy did, to give any advice. Did you know? Apparently, Mr. I love this random um, aside from Mr. Brooks. If you're. I came to ask if I slept with Marilyn Monroe. You can crawl back from whence you came. And Dawson is so distracted by this. He's like, wait a minute. Did you, though? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Mr. Brooks slept with Marilyn Monroe? When was Marilyn Monroe, like, at the height of her powers? Uh, The 50s? 50s. Let's see. Uh, She died in 62. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's say the, yeah. So, symbol, popular sex symbol of the 50s and early 60s. So that mm-hmm. would be 30, 40 years ago. He'd be a little on the old side maybe for her, but yeah. like I could see it working. Yeah, why not? She's um Marilyn Monroe has been uh the name on everybody's lips 
this week because Kim Kardashian wore uh, the famed Dear Mr. President or Happy Birthday Mr. President Mm -hmm. dress uh, to the Met Gala. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any, from any what, immediate thoughts? Yeah, from what I've seen, she had to like do like really scary dieting tactics to fit into it, which feels like uh, not a great thing to do and to like talk about because like that's not great body positivity. <laughs> um, and I've also heard it didn't even zip up because obviously she is very blessed in the badonkadonk territory. Um, and yeah, well, you know. she did get her BBL reduced. So her, I'm do you sorry, know what a BBL is. I do not. It's a procedure where you take fat from one part of your body and put it in your butt. It's called a Brazilian butt lift. Oh, and she's so, had that done and she had it a, reduced. Like all of the Kardashians have had it done and she got it reduced, but, um, but yeah, obviously her body, that dress was specifically fitted for Marilyn Monroe. I don't understand why uh, she couldn't she didn't just... want anything off the rack. What's what I'm saying? I don't understand why she couldn't just make like a replica of it. Like, she did make a replica, actually. She wore the original on the red carpet and then took it off and changed into the replica for the rest of the party. Yeah, I just don't now, know why you thing... have to do the scary dieting to fit into the original. Like, just wear the, the I replica. mean, the thought of it itself is so iconic to wear that dress. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But to what end? Yeah, exactly. To what end? Um, but-, but the Kardashians are extremely, they've never done anything to promote body positivity. Oh, you're, yeah, spot on. So- it's just not a great, like, thing to to promote, like you said. Um, but yeah, and so, uh, so Dawson needs advice. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, something about Mr. Brooks offering uh, Dawson a soda pop killed me you want a soda pop <laughs> just the name soda pop it's not a pop it's not a soda it's, a, it's not even a coke it's a soda pop it's soda pop um it's not a cola soda pop um and so dawson asks why do you want to be a filmmaker I, I don't know how to answer this he's like i'm having trouble putting it into words and he's like if you can't do better than that you might as well try to make out an application to mcdonald's um, and, yes. and Dawson wants to know why he stopped making movies because he stopped too. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and he says, you know, I was full steam ahead. Life got in the way. I had what you, you call a crisis of faith. And Mr. Brooks is like making fun of him. He's like, geez, aren't you like 15? How'd you have a crisis of faith? And he says 17. Um, and Mr. Brooks is like 17 and already a crisis of faith. And this is when Dawson, I gotta say. I was pretty happy with Dawson here that he like gets up and he's just like, you know what? I thought we were beyond this. I thought we moved on. I guess whatever uh, happened to you to make you the kind of person who tear into a 17 year old whose only mistake was to equate talent with wisdom and kindness. And he just like leaves. (laughs) And Mr. Brooks kind of looks astonished. Like, I feel like he also this is when he starts to respect Dawson a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to get pushed back a little. Yeah. You need to stand up to this. One of those one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the party. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, party, party central. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's just like none of them, neither of them are really comfortable at this moment. But he does call no. uh, Joey Audrey Hepburn. Um, OK, you made a face. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's just a nice compliment. 
I, I mean, I don't really like this dress that Joey thrifted. Um, it's fine. I've never big been a huge fan of like the spaghetti straps, and Joey wears spaghetti straps a lot. I like the outfit that Pacey's wearing. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like this little suit, and it looks like he's wearing like a t-shirt underneath to keep it cash, you know, <laughs> to keep it cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then we're back at the Leary household. And two, the tale of two parties. Yes. Uh, and so this is the Christmas party. So Jen arrives. Gretchen is like looking all over the place for Dawson. Um, and uh, and yeah. And so Jen is just like, oh, like Gail and Mitch look so happy. You know, they look so, so pleasant together. Um, and of course, where's Dawson? Hunkered up in his bedroom, sitting at his desk. Mm, yeah. There are so many people at this party. It's a big. They it's invited a, all of Cape. They, Side. I mean, Cape Side probably isn't that big, and they own Leary's Fresh if Fish. Not, so, yeah, if you're not at the country club at that party, then you're at this party. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and okay, it, it's getting a little creep because um, Dawson's like, "Hey, how's the party?" And Gretchen says, "It's lacking in cute high school boys at the moment." Like you sound not a bit the, creepy. Not the great line. I mean, that's like kind of a weird line, Gretchen. It is. Uh, and Dawson's like, okay, I'll be down. Uh, he's just thinking. And Dawson's, and of course, Dawson is always woe is me. It's like, bitch, it's party time. Get your fucking party hat on and come down to the party. <laughs> if he gets his party hat on, he'll finally get to be the gentleman. <laughs> Stop it. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my fun time gal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put his monocle in, put his top hat on, get his cane, walk down the stairs. Um, and Dawson says, uh, he's thinking about what you said to me. What happened to me? Here I am. I'm applying to the best film school in the country. and I'm not even sure I want to go. I'm not even sure I deserve to go. And Gretchen's like, you know, what? you, you don't know because your movies doesn't. are shit. Yeah. But maybe you can get into your safety school. <laughs> And Gretchen says, you sound like a guy who just broke up with his this this girl and he's happy he broke up with her. At least he says he is. And he goes on and on about, you know, how much better off he is without the girl. But the thing is, he can't stop talking about her. Everything comes back to this girl. And you loved this girl, Dawson. And it's just like, why are we bringing Joey back up? No, girl, it's not. It's not Joey. It's film. Oh, it's film. Film is the girl. OK, that makes more sense because Dawson's like it hasn't kept her from breaking my heart time and time again. Yeah, because everybody is like your movies are shitty <laughs> and they are. Film has broken her heart. But it is a double meeting. Like you're supposed to be like, oh, is this about Joey? Is it about film? It's honestly really about film. But okay. it could go either way. But she, he's specifically talking about how film has repeatedly broken his heart over and okay. over again because everyone's like, your movies suck. Interesting. Um, and uh, and yeah, so she says, you're trying so hard to answer this question. You just need, the, you know, the geek will resurface. You just have to admit that you love movies. Um, and people are going to respond to this. They'll respond to that great big thumbing heart of yours. Trust me. And then she says, now come try my eggnog. No, I will not. I don't want I eggnog. Eggnog is fucking egg. gross. No, thank yeah, you. You're, gr- you're gross, Gretch. What? No, Gretchen is nice. She's not gross. Grody Gretch. Grody Gretch! <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then we're at back at the other, the Battle of the Two Parties. We're back at the Caveside Yacht Club. And Joey is talking to this other girl. And Joey looks very out of place here. Um, and this girl is obsessed with the fact that she got third in her class rank. Um, 
And she's like, I, I just toss and turn. Why wasn't I good enough for first or second? But why third? What well, what is that? What did you place? And Joey's like, fourth. And she's like, oh yeah, fourth is fourth is good. And then we see Yui, because of course Yui's there serving drinks. And uh and she like again, Sarah, we keep covering shows where people are pouring their drinks into plants. Stop doing this. <laughs> Stop it. It's not okay. Stop killing the plants. It's not fine. It's not okay. No. What did the plant do to you? The plant was just minding its business trying to grow and you poured your alcohol in it. And guess what? Plants don't like alcohol. They do not. So anyway. um, And so she calls him over and uh, she's like, can I have a club soda with lime in it? Um, and he's like, anything for you, Joey? Uh, and he says, oh, I never had a chance to thank you for ruining my night. Um, and she's like, maybe we should talk another time. But of course, he wants to ruin any interaction Joey's going to be having tonight. And so he says, uh, oh, what? how about midnight? You're going to turn back into a pumpkin. Um, and Yui outs that Joey is a waitress at the, um, at the, what's it called? Country, Country Club. Club. Yeah. Yeah, but this girl... She's like, oh, I, I see my friend from summer camp or whatever. Boarding school. Uh, oh, boarding school. Um, but it's like, why would Joey want to hang out with this girl anyway? It's, it's, she, Yui did her a favor by sending her off. This girl sucked. Like, I understand yeah, Joey is like trying to schmooze and whatever. But like, why would this girl, what does this girl have to do with anything? She seems like another contestant, not like another, yeah. like a person she has to impress. Yeah. But this is where like Joey really gets in her head mm-hmm. about her not being, her not belonging here and like Yui saying shit. Yeah. So, he really she really gets in her head at this place where she's like, I am not like these other people. I don't belong here. And I think that yeah. that's what um, throws her off for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. She she really feels out of place, especially with this girl talking about boarding school and being like third in her class and all that. Um, Back at Battle of the Parties, back at the Leary House, the fucking guidance counselor is at this party. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in Cape Side gets invited. Yep. And so she goes up to Jen and she's like, Oh, you did it. And Jen's like, No. She's like, Your essays were great. You should be so proud yeah. of yourself. Jen's so confused. Yeah. Um, she's just like, What? I didn't do anything. And I was like, This is sus as fuck. Like, I'd be, I understand they're trying to do something nice for Jen, but like, that's so fucked up. Well, okay. So at first I was like, What, Grams and, um, Jack is writing her essays for her. That would be really fucked. Yeah. I thought that that's what they were doing, but no, like Jack literally found essays within Jen's computer. Although I think he did say he touched them up. Like I think think he did do something to them. But still. Probably for the better. Um, but Jen probably like bought those essays. Oh my word! Off like a website she did not. Jen is smart enough to write her own essays. I've never seen Jen do schoolwork. Oh my god. Um, so we're back at the yacht club and so Joey and Pacey are sitting with Walter, who we met earlier, the, the kind Walter. Yeah. And so he yeah, gets a prime seating. Yeah. So he wants to like have a conversation and he says, oh, Joey, you've been like really quiet. And she says, oh, I'm just soaking it in. So he wants to know, um, about her. And she's just like, oh, I'm an average teenage girl. And I'm just like, Joey, that's not what you're supposed to say. Like, you're supposed to like actively join in on conversation joey is so socially awkward in these moments she is she does have a lot to talk about i mean she has gone through a lot of struggles mm-hmm. she has interesting 
um, interests and facts about her. But I mean, Miss Valentine is just like glaring at her. She just really, once again, gets in her own head. Yeah. And he says, oh, well, like, and I, Walter is so kind. Like, he's doing such a great job trying to get her to open up. He's like, I remember you, like, loved art. Have you been to the Guggenheim? And she says, no, I've always wanted to go to New York. Um, and, uh, and Yui's like, oh, it's in, uh, it's in Spain. Uh, and Walter's like, oh, that's not important. Um, but the building itself, it has like this whole, all this construction, all these intersecting shapes. And, um, and Pacey jumps in and he's just like, you know what? I think it looks like an artichoke. There, there is a Guggenheim museum in New York. Well, Yui's just being a dick then, I guess. I don't know. I don't have an explanation. But. The thing is, does it... Okay, so tell me. Does it look like an artichoke? No. It looks like a funnel. A funnel? What about the other one? Yeah, the let me Spain look at the one. other one. Because Pacey says it looks like a big artichoke. Everyone just stares at him. And he's just like, no, I'm serious. It does. And uh, Walter says, oh, you yeah, kind of does look like an artichoke, actually. Yeah. Pacey says, well, my brother, he's into this architecture stuff. He has a coffee table book. So I've seen all the pictures and it looks like a big artichoke. And Walter loves this. He dies laughing. He's he's having a great time. He's just like, it does look like a big artichoke. He's I like that. He is like not he's not stuffy. Yeah, he's willing to like have a casual conversation. I, I mean, hold on. This is so unfair. Like she wasn't incorrect to say, oh, I've. I haven't been to the one in New York when there's literally a fucking museum there. Like, what jerk offs? Well, yeah, the, the other a one is a sister museum in Spain. Girl, this Yui is, is a dick. We've been she new. She really tried. I don't think that's like stupid at all. All right, <laughs> fine, whatever. I'm like annoyed for Joey in this moment. She got put down and she didn't even say anything incorrect. Um, no, Sorry, I'm just pissed off for her uh then we're at the leary house again and uh mr brooks comes up outside and uh he's just like ah quite the shindig you got for yourself here huh uh (laughs) this is a shitty party (laughs) this isn't a party it's a shindig um and so dawson invites him in and he's just like i'm not much i'm not for i'm not here for crowds uh, and so he hands Dawson over a book and it is kiss, kiss, bang, bang. So this is where we get our episode title. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he says that's Pauline K- K- Kale, Keel, uh, best film critic ever was. She says it a lot better than I ever could. And Mr. Brooks says, uh, it's, you know, why, why when he was a kid, he lived for Saturday afternoons at the Rialto, why he left this town the day he graduated high school, hopped on a train, headed for LA. He almost cried the first time he stepped on a studio lot. Um, and he yelled the, why, uh, he did cry the first time he yelled action. He apologizes for snapping at Dawson. He says he scratched an open wound that still hasn't healed for all these years. Um, mm. he talks about back in 1956, um, he got called into an office. He had a brilliant idea. He wants to cast, um, uh, Mr. Brooks's best friend and his girlfriend in the next picture. Turn away my sweet. Um, I got to agree with him. It's great casting. Uh, and we start shooting and I'm a madman crazed beyond belief. I don't even notice what's happening right in front of my eyes. My best friend is falling in love with my girlfriend. By the time I realize it, it's too late. 
she's gone and I still have half a picture to, to direct. Do you have any idea what that's like? Me, I mean, he kind of does, he, but not really. Not really, he yeah. He does. Uh, you mean, it made me hate directing everybody and everything. The day we wrapped, I caught another train for Cape Side Mass and I never looked back. Started a new life, started a better life. This is actually really sad. Like, um, it's wild to me that he's held a grudge since, did he say 56? Yeah, 56. For 40 years, he has held this well, grudge. Well, once again, this is just a mirror to say to Dawson, if you hold on to this grudge between Pacey and Joey, then you're going to be a crotchety old fuck like me. <laughs> I think this is a very important story for Dawson to hear. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is proof that Mr. Brooks is time traveling Dawson. Yeah. He has yeah. shares the same story. He just makes up different details about it. Exactly. Because you can't make it too obvious. Exactly. Can't make it too obvious. So um, I thought this was really, really interesting. We understand why Mr. Brooks got out of uh, uh, directing, which I, I mean, I don't really know if he had to get fully out of directing just because of the situation, but whatever. To me, it's like it doesn't excuse everything he's done. Like it doesn't excuse him being a complete dick all the time. It gives us a better idea on like why he is the way he is, why he quit filmmaking, why he's not comfortable talking about it. But at the same time, to me, it doesn't excuse being a complete fucking asshole. If something bad happened to you 40 years ago. okay, a lot of bad shit happens to a lot of bad people. A lot of good people. Yeah, Mr. Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts to leave and Dawson's like, do you want to come inside? And Mr. Brooks says, why do you want to make pictures? Uh, And Dawson says, how can you explain the things you love? You can't. You just do. And Mr. Brooks says, God help you, kid. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, he does need help. Yeah. Uh, we're back at the other party and it seems to be like dwindling down a bit. And Walter is still with, uh, Pacey and Joey mm-hmm. and, um, and Pacey's like making jokes and Mr. Walter is like yucking it up and calls him a charmer. And he's like, Hey, like we can really use somebody like you at our university. And Pacey, uh, makes up this lie that, his parents are big, what do you say, big lefties, and we have to, yeah. I have to go to, what, Princeton, Yale, It's whatever. Yale or nothing, yeah. Yale or bust. Um, I kind of wish that Pacey was, like, honest in this moment and was just like, look, like, I don't have the grades um, that... I to get into your very prestigious university. Yeah, I think he was just trying to, like, I don't know. I felt like he was just doing all this for Joey and trying to think, like, what would Joey say to do? Like, what would Joey want me to do? And he's like, he doesn't want to embarrass Joey or, like, drag her down. And so he lies. Um, And, uh, and yeah. And so this is when Joey pulls him aside. And so they go outside. And she's just like, I can't believe you just did that. You lied. Um, And she's like, you just, you flat out lied about everything. And Joey or Pacey tries to like talk to her, but she's just like, why are you trying so hard to impress these people? I don't even know who you are right now. Um, and so this is when Walter comes over and like, we know what Pacey's going to say because he says it later, but like he doesn't even get a second to say anything um, before getting pulled away by Walter to meet the Dean, which 
to me was a little strange because like Walter knows that Joey's the one who's applying. So I don't understand why like Joey wouldn't be included in any of this, um, especially because considering what Walter says um, later. And so he's like, oh, he's an old friend. He, I, he wants to hear the two rabbis joke. Um, so they leave and like Joey's crying. She looks really upset. Like she feels like she's ruined her chances. And like it sucks mm-hmm. that Pacey being the social butterfly that he is seems to be fitting in better than she is. Yeah, I think that it is upsetting, and mm-hmm. I can understand why Joey would be upset. I don't understand why she got so worked up about him lying to this dude. She's like, you lie. Yeah. Why you lie? Um, but I can understand why she's frustrated in this situation, because this is something that Joey really wants and these type of social interactions come easily to pace yeah exactly um then we're back at the other party and uh jack jen comes storming up to to jack and she's like did i make not make myself perfectly clear didn't i tell you to mind your own business um and uh and grams is like he had every right as did i and i'm just like bitch you didn't though yeah um well uh, they're doing a solid i would appreciate it oh jen is just like i don't want to go to college can you please just leave me alone and graham says you do want to go to college jennifer i know for a fact and i know why you haven't applied uh jen's like no you don't she says yes i do you haven't applied because you refuse to ask your parents for help and jen says she can't keep putting herself out there over and over again she won't ask them she won't do it Mm. and i'm just like what like are you talking about money wise financial help yeah i know but like i'm just saying like well how else is jennifer going to going to pay for college she could get student loans i mean she could get there's a lot of ways people end up going to college without financial support from their families yeah i guess but I think that Jen's afraid of rejection, rejection from her parents, rejection from the schools. I think that she's lost so much already. So, yeah, losing something like her pride um, or putting herself out there for assistance or putting herself out there to be rejected Mm -hmm. is very scary for Jen in this moment and we get this like heartfelt speech from grams where she says um i won't let you i'm sorry you haven't felt like you couldn't talk you could talk to me lately but you must understand something jennifer you must understand no matter how angry or upset or disappointed i may be in you i will always be there for you you are going to college young lady if i have to beg borrow or steal i will get you there you are the most important thing in my life jennifer and i love you and i'm just like um like the way she says i'm sorry that you haven't felt like you could talk to me lately i'm like no the reason she <laughs> felt like that felt because you haven't because you haven't talked lately. to her you've been giving her the cold shoulder like if i'm jen like i don't want to talk to you either if you're gonna treat me like that and so then yeah. jack i mean the speech is really sweet like she's basically like treating her as if she's her own daughter like i will find a way to get you to college i will find a way for you to pay for you to go to college um, and Jack's kind of love you too. And they all hug, which is like a very sweet moment. But yeah, I was like, Graham's like, if you felt this way, you should have said so from the get. You didn't need to like wait until this moment to like tell yeah. your granddaughter you love her, you know? It's definitely a fuck up from Graham's, but yeah. Graham's is not perfect. She's yeah. not, nobody is perfect. She's a human and she acts on emotions yeah. at times. Yep. Um, and so we're back at the pier. Uh, and Joey's still crying, and this is when Walter comes <laughs> up. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at you. <laughs> and he, uh, Joey says, I need to apologize. And he asks, what for? She says, she kind of blew it. This is a whole new world. She doesn't know what to do or what to say. She doesn't feel like she fits in. And I, I really love Walter here. Like, he's, it's refreshing that he is not, like, a snob. Um, like, I think we all expected him to be. Yeah. Totally. Um, and he says, you you didn't blow anything. Your academic record stands on its own. You're a stunningly bright young lady. No one is grading you on your sh- social skills. Um, but isn't that the whole point? I thought so. Interviews and things like this so that you can get an idea of what people are like as a person. Because yes. it helps you stand out from other people with a 4.0 average. Yeah. That has a various amount of extracurriculars I thought that that's why people have interviews for college yep I agree with you I thought the same thing I was like isn't that the whole point of having a party um but he does say you couldn't have asked for a better character witness than that boyfriend of yours he just talked the dean's ear off all about you how you've changed him how you've helped him how he couldn't imagine a better life than the one with you by his side what a rare gift to have someone say such things about you and this to me is like well, then PC saved the day because Joey couldn't figure out how to socialize around these people. PC did it for her. He like explained all the things about her that you're not going to see on a college application, you know? Right. He did. But also how much gravity would that even hold? Of course, your boyfriend is right. going to say amazing things about you. I mean, obviously, yes. But like, I think it's different when it's like straight to the dean And like when he's giving he's not just saying oh my gosh she's so kind she's so funny he's giving solid examples of like she helped me through XYZ even though we all know Andy helped him through XYZ. (laughs) Yeah I'm sure he just used every single story about Andy and just changed the name to Joey. Oh my god that's so sad. I miss Andy. Uh, uh, Gut check. How are you feeling without Andy? Like, are you missing her in these episodes? Um, I honestly, I'm not feeling it yet because it's only been what, like one or two episodes. I'm not feeling it yet. I think that there's going to be very specific moments where her presence is like graduation stuff like that for sure. Um, Yeah. So uh, then we're back at the the Leary party and Jen asks uh, where she applied. (laughs) He says, Bard, Brown, Columbia, Emerson, and Sarah Lawrence. Oh, and BU. Um, And this is when we find out that she did a paper on women's suffrage and he he says he pruned it uh, to make a good essay. Oh, Oh, that's good wordage. Yeah. Um, And he says he stumbled across her journal and he says, I didn't realize you still had those kinds of dream about dreams about That's, me. That was funny. Yeah. I liked that. Uh, Mornog. Yes, definitely Mornog. Um, and then we see Mr. Brooks sitting at a piano. And this is when Grams walks up. Um, and he, she says, you again. Uh, he's a, have we met? She's, I had the distinct displeasure of watching you yelling and screaming at poor Dawson Leary over nothing but some silly boat of yours. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. And this is when we get some spice. He says, it was quite the tantrum. If I remember correctly, you put me in the my place. I admire that in a woman. Ooh. I called this. I'm a genius. I mean, we have two older people on the show, and they're the only Jessica, old people give, on the show. Give me this. I don't right, have fine. much in my life. You, Just you can give have me this. It. You have it. There you go. Thank you. Um, she says, oh, you fancy yourself quite charming, don't you? Could Mr. Brooks be a gentleman? No, there's no top hat. <laughs> Which is what you've taught me. 
I don't know much, but that's what I know now. Um, uh, and nobody, nobody's a gentleman here. Nobody has a top hat. No. I've been looking for ages. No monocles. For, yeah. uh, <laughs> and he says, on my better days, yes, I do. And she says, on your better days, I'd say your mind is clearly playing tricks on you, which is understandable. You're getting on in years. Great. Yes, sassy. sassy. Very flirty. I love that. Um, He says, I did yell at the kid. I do like how he calls Dawson the kid. Um, But before I got to know him, I realized he's not an idiot, just <gasps> a nuisance. My kid. Weapons of this is Mitch in the future. Wait, what? No, we already decided this is okay. Dawson. Now you're completely okay. changing no, 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 things. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely the Dawson kid. in the future. Yeah, he's not an idiot. It's a nuisance. Um, and, uh, and Graham says, perhaps in the future, you will take the time to get to know a person before you dismiss them. And he says, perhaps you might do the same. She says, yay, perhaps I've never heard perhaps be so sexy. Perhaps. perhaps. Yeah. No, it's, it is sexy. Yeah. And she goes like had a little smile on her face and Dawson walks up and he's just like, oh, you were flirting with Graham. <laughs> Miss Brooks like nonsense. Um, Mr. Brooks says, you know, if I was flirting, uh, matter of fact, you could pull up a seat and take a lesson or two. Ha <laughs> <laughs> he, He's, he's a right good time. Are you liking him any more I mean, now? obviously I'm liking him more than I did before, but I don't think it excuses his behavior from before. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy to move forward here with like Mr. Brooks being a nicer dude, but like, I won't forget. I won't forget that you were trash basket before. Um, yeah. And so Dawson says, I shouldn't be surprised you were a big movie director. What else could have satisfied that massive ego? And I'm just like, you're mm -hmm. one to talk, sir. Yeah. 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 Um, and so Dawson says, I wanted you to know something. I think I'm ready to make a movie again. Um, and uh, and yeah, so apparently this picture is going to be about Mr. <laughs> Brooks. Quality, quality film. I'm excited for this. This one can actually be good. Okay. Well, so, okay. Do you think this is going to be Dawson's best film yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. All right. Um, Back at the Yacht Club, uh, Joey gives Pacey a big hug and he says, apology accepted. She said, I didn't apologize. He's like, you were going to, obviously. You're going to apologize for bitching me out earlier. <laughs> She's like, you're the one who lied. He says, I was doing all of this for you. Um, and he says, I wanted these people to see you through my eyes for one night. See this girl, this woman who has more class and intelligence and beauty and grace than anyone who's walking the face of the planet. Like that is a big statement. Yeah, such a sweet talker. Yeah. Um, he says, I happen to be head over heels in love with you. But the really scary thing is, I think that they're true. Uh, and Joey just says, I want these people to, I want to impress them so badly to fit in. And I completely just froze. Uh, she says, he says it doesn't matter She says yes it does I never wanted anything so much in my whole life um, She says you fit in better than I ever will And what do you think of what Pacey says here Where he says there's nothing at stake for me I have nothing to prove um, And so like when you walk through these doors You're going to be an amazing part of all of this uh, You're doing them the favor not the other way around So what do you how do you feel about Joe Pacey saying that The reason he fit in is because there were no stakes yeah, I agree. I mean, like, he wasn't nervous. He didn't have to feel like he needed to prove anything or impress anybody. So I think it's a true statement. Yeah, he's not nervous. Like, Joey's nervous. And I also right. think, like, I, I feel like he could have said here, too, like, yeah, I'm a social dude. Like, I don't get nervous about these types of things like you do. 
But like that's because he's not taking it seriously. Exactly. Why would he? Yeah. He can't get into this um, fancy shit. Absolutely school. not. No. And so this is when Joey brings up Pacey's mom. You know, your mom should get yeah. a medal. I feel like this is so wrong when she knows Pacey's issues with his family to say like, oh, uh, you should, you know, um, your mom should get a medal. It's just like, no, Andy should get a medal and Pacey <laughs> should get a medal. And those are the only two people who get medals. Uh, yeah, I mean, we really don't know what the deal with his mom is. No, it's frustrating. I wish I think that it's um, a missing part of this picture. I really don't like when people are like, oh, my gosh, your parents should get all the medals for raising you so well. It's just like, what if you had shitty parents and like you race yourself and then someone's saying that, you know what I mean? Um, But anyway, and so she says uh, she raised a perfect boy. I'm head over heels in love with you. And the scary thing is, I think that's true. Blah, 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 blah. No one cares. But they're in love and they kiss like they. they yeah, let's move on to something more pressing. OK, Um, let's go back to the Leary household. This is important. It is important. Um, And so his parents are dancing. Dawson's watching. Gretchen comes up. She's like, oh, you did a really good. Or Dawson says, you did a really good thing. I'm not going to remember what the hell I got for Christmas years from now, but I will remember what it feels like to see my parents so happy. So thanks. Uh, and she says, you know, this takes me back to a time before everything was super complicated. And so Mr. Brooks comes up. Mr. Brooks, the matchmaker. Mr. Brooks, Cupid himself. Can you imagine mm-hmm. Mr. Brooks dressed like Cupid? He walks up and he goes, <laughs> why don't you flirt, quit flirting and kiss her? Why don't you? Why don't you? That's a good question. And so Gretchen says, I guess we better get it over with then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think it's tradition and you don't monkey with tradition. This was her plan all along. Totally. Yes. Absolutely. I love it, though. I love it. It's been, you know, a few episodes coming. I am really excited about Gretchen. Um and Dawson honestly looks so happy. Yeah. So when they... he's talking to Gretchen, like I really, really am excited about this. I was very excited about the kiss. And um, yeah, when of course, when Pacey and Joey come in and that's the first thing they see. Of course, of course. Yep. I thought that it was a fun, dramatic moment. Yeah, I agree with this. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about Gretchen in general, but I do love the drama it's going to cause. What's not to love about Dretchen? I don't know. I think it's like the age difference really gets me because like it's when a college. Years, I know. Jessica. But when a college age person is dating a high schooler, it feels a little weird. I, I mean, but I don't know why I'm so bothered by this because I did this exact thing. But it's, it's honestly for in my opinion, um. It's a two year difference. That's fair. That's nothing. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, at the very least, Gretchen seems like a good fit for Dawson. Right. Like she seems to bring yeah. him out of his funks. She knows what to say to make him feel better. And we love that. Um, So they're, they're not like so like they not like all hauled up in the bedroom. No, she's making him go to raves. She's making him go, get out and do things, which is nice. Yeah. And I love yeah. the drama it's obviously going to cause. So that was our that was our episode. What did you think? Um, I mean, I love the ending. I thought that it was really really exciting. It's something that I would have wanted to get out of uh an episode like mm-hmm. this. Um the Mr. Brooks thing is it's it's really really funny. Um I wasn't loving the Pacey and Joey storyline. It was a little dry. That's how I, I was, felt. Like the Pacey and Joey I thought stuff it was dried a, a yeah. little. 
Yeah, I thought it was an okay episode, but I think that there's a couple of things that get me excited moving forward. Yeah, same. Um, so next episode is called Self Reliance. Hmm. Self Reliance. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's time Pacey, you know, kind of takes a look of what his future is going to look like mm-hmm. without. You know, his friends are going off to college and he has to kind of rely on himself to make his future move forward and stuff happens. And obviously we're going to be dealing with, you know, his his feelings around the uh, the Gretchen stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a PC centered episode. Okay. Um, we did get one piece of feedback from Imani. Um, they said, uh, so they were catching up from last episode. Um, and they said they were disappointed that Andy was taking a step back in the group, but loved how she tried to bring everyone together before she left. Um, yeah. And she said, uh, I agree with what Pacey said, but was caught off guard because the only friend who I feel he needs to lose is Dawson. I hate to say it, but Dawson is a horrible friend. I mean, sure, what Pacey did was hurtful, but I feel he's kind of been clear about his feelings to Joey. He shouldn't have to apologize anymore. And to be honest, the way Dawson trashes Pacey, Loki kind of supports my point. He always thinks the worst of him and expects nothing good of him. So I'm really excited. Um, uh, oh, she. Uh, they did say, fair warning, ladies, the most aggravating and heart-wrenching episode has yet to arrive. Interesting. Ooh, saucy. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And they also said, happy Taurus season. My birthday is May 18th. Well, happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. Only 11 days away. Yeah. Hope you're doing something super fun. Um, And they said, what's your guys' signs, if you don't mind me asking? Um, So I'm a Leo and Sarah is a Pisces. So some fire and water coming at you. Yeah, um, I mean. What? Well, you want to do the big three? Oh, yeah. My big three. So I'm a Leo sun, Leo moon, and Scorpio rising. Um, I am Pisces sun, Aries moon, Virgo rising. There you go. We got, we're a balanced bitch. We are a balanced That's bitch. what I have to say. Balanced bitch. No air, though. No, right? I, no, I'm not, I'm not airy we got, at all. We got, we got no air. Nope. Um, and one last thing from Imani. I love Mr. Brooks. He knocks Dawson down a peg and his story is heartbreaking. It doesn't justify all he's done, but he helps Dawson in ways no other adult in town could. In fact, he's the only reason why I stopped hating Dawson. So there you go. That there makes you sense. Go. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I, I like that, that yeah. he himself was able to help himself not be a hate worthy character. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mr. Brooks is Dawson and Dawson is Mr. Brooks. Absolutely. In the past. Um, and that's our episode. Um, Sarah, what do we have going on here lately? Where can people find us? Yeah, we're finishing up our coverage of season five of Boy Meets World. So we are doing our review episode pretty soon, mm-hmm. uh, recapping the entire fifth season. Um, and then getting into the sixth, we're going into college in that show. So we're kind of at the same point in both shows age wise, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so catch that, of course, weekly Dawson's Creek coverage. Later in the month, we are doing a uh, we're welcoming on Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun doing a 90s movie with her. And uh, you can find all that at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90spod.com. And then lastly, over at the Post Show Recaps Network, we cover The Flight Attendant, um, that HBO show with Kaylee Cuoco. Um, ooh, wait, what a rhyme. <laughs> Love that for her. Um, and yeah, that's been a lot of fun too. Lots and lots of fun. We had a really, really great episode. Mm-hmm. We welcomed on our friend Kate that we both know through the PSR Discord. And I think it was one of my favorite episodes uh, that we recorded. It was a really Kate important episode for the show. So I'm really happy yeah. we were able to have Kate on for that. Um, you can also catch me over at the Post Show Recaps Network covering the Amazon Prime show, The Wilds. Um, we're taking a quick break from community building, but we will be back in June for that as well. And if I guest on stuff occasionally as well. So if you want to follow me at the Just Sterling on Twitter and at Sarah Ferguson for Sarah, um, that's where you can that's where you can find us. Um, thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you all go get yourselves a top hat and become a gentleman yourselves or gentlewoman or gentle person. Uh, get yourself a top hat. Get yourself a monocle. Uh, enjoy the rest of the, your day. We will be back at you next week with the next episode of Dawson's Creek. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me.